Hey there, I'm Rachel Roberts, and this is Don't Sleep On It by HuffPost. Today, we're talking about an update on that fast food feast at the White House earlier this month, and what really happens to your credit score when you close a credit card. But first, with Democrats now in charge of the House, senior members of Congress are setting the stage for the legislative chamber to increase Social Security benefits, bringing legislation that was a one-time liberal pipe dream a step closer to law. In less than a decade, mainstream Democrats in Congress have gone from entertaining Social Security cuts to almost universally backing the program's expansion. Democratic Representatives John Larson, Connor Lamb, and Johanna Hayes introduced the Social Security 2100 Act on Wednesday, legislation that would expand Social Security benefits across the board and prolong the program's solvency for the next 75 years and beyond. The legislation finances a more generous benefit and cost-of-living adjustment formula, a reduction in income taxes on benefits, and the closure of Social Security's long-term funding gap by lifting the gap on income subject to payroll taxes and raising those tax rates. Larson says, quote, We've been in the wilderness since 2010. This is a great opportunity, unquote. Larson expressed confidence that the legislation would pass in the House floor after going through the standard legislative process. In the Senate, Democratic Senators Richard Blumenthal and Chris Van Hollen have sponsored a companion bill, but Republican control almost certainly precludes it from consideration. The legislation's passage in the House is nonetheless an opportunity for Democrats to showcase what they would deliver if they had unified control of the federal government. The bill was rolled out on the 137th birthday of President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who established Social Security as part of his New Deal in 1935. Who says politics can't be sentimental? And you may remember earlier this month, when President Donald Trump proudly stood surrounded by a mountain of fast food set up for Clemson University's national championship-winning football team. The burgers and fries were presented to the team due to the partial government shutdown. Well, it turns out that not everyone from the team was present for Trump's burger buffet. The majority of the black football players on the team reportedly did not attend the celebration reception. The Root exclusively reported Tuesday that only 15 black players out of 57 on the team's official roster attended the event on January 14th. Some of the squad's black athletes reportedly cited Trump's, quote, divisive politics and, quote, racism as their reasons for skipping the buffet. The Tigers' coaches did not exert pressure on any athlete to attend, according to The Root. But one player suggested that some squad members took part only to avoid jeopardizing their scholarships or future playing time. A representative for Clemson appeared to attempt to play down the report, however. Joe Galbraith, Clemson's associate vice president for strategic communications, said in an email to The Root that 76 student athletes attended, which is, quote, approximately two-thirds, unquote, of the team. Still, it seems this wasn't exactly a happy meal for all. Finally, there are a ton of myths about credit, but one in particular just won't seem to go away. Don't close your oldest credit card because you'll lose all the positive credit history associated with it. According to Rod Griffin, that's baloney. And he should know. Griffin is the Director of Consumer Education and Awareness at Experian, one of the three major credit reporting agencies. Your credit score takes several factors into account, one of which is your credit history. It makes up 15% of your credit score, so it's important to show you have a track record of borrowing and paying back money. The longer your credit history, the better. 
Contrary to popular belief, though, you don't immediately lose the history for a credit card when you close it, said Griffin. He explained that when you close an account that's in good standing, that is, it has a zero balance and you've never been late with a payment, credit bureaus keep that account on your credit report for 10 years from the date it's reported closed. See what I mean about baloney? However, you shouldn't be closing cards willy-nilly. It is possible to harm your credit by closing an account, but it has nothing to do with your credit history. Lenders want to make sure you aren't too reliant on credit to cover your expenses. They like to see that you're carrying a small balance relative to the total amount of credit available to you. This is often referred to as your credit utilization ratio, which sounds complex, but you can easily calculate it by dividing the total balance from all of your credit cards by your total credit limit across all of your credit cards. How much you owe is one of the biggest factors that affects your credit. It amounts for 30% of your score. If your utilization ratio gets too high, your score can drop. Most experts recommend maintaining a credit utilization ratio of less than 30% to avoid any negative impact on your credit. All of this is to say that when you close a credit card, you lose the available credit on that account, and then your utilization ratio goes up. So that's what to be careful of. And while closing a credit card will never help your credit score, there are a few instances you should close. You're paying an annual fee, and the benefits don't outweigh the payment. You're struggling to stay out of debt, or you have too many credit cards to keep track of. So now, you are better informed to choose whether or not to close that card. And Griffin notes, it's always best to base your decisions on what makes most sense for you financially, rather than what might happen to your credit score. And here's what else you shouldn't be sleeping on. Foxconn Technology Group is reconsidering plans to make advanced liquid crystal display panels at a $10 billion Wisconsin campus, and said it intends to hire mostly engineers and researchers rather than the manufacturing workforce the project originally promised. Announced at a White House ceremony in 2017, the 20 million square foot campus marked the largest greenfield investment by a foreign-based company in U.S. history and was praised by President Donald Trump as proof of his ability to revive American manufacturing. For more about how these stories develop, head to HuffPost.com. And now, you really gotta get up. Bye!